I'm in a rock and roll session. And I'm waiting for Michael. Who's not here. Brand new Cadillac. Gross module. Sweat. Do you remember? It was 1959. The observatory. What a strange story. Rock and roll session is a session where we can do what we want to do. Sweat. Gross module. Jack's bicycle is music. Gross module. Sweat. Everything is possible. Possible. Rock and roll station is a second pirate session of a strange wax. Gross module. Listening. Listening. Listening to an outdoor rock and roll session. Waiting for Michael. Who's not here? Brand new Cadillac. Do you remember? It was 1959. The observatory. What a strange story. Rock and roll station is a station where we can do what we want to do. music to my ears. Everything is possible. 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 Rock and roll session is a second pirate session of a strange wax. Gross module. Listening. Listening to a rock and roll session. Is to be. Is to be. Rock and roll session. Hi, you're listening to CITR 101.9 at UBC. Um, this is the Ink Studs comic show. Well, Ink Studs is the name of the show. It's all about comics. My name's Robin McConnell. This is our inaugural show. I'm joined here by my fellow comic conspirators, Mr. Colin Upton. How and, do? And Ms. Is it? Should I say Ms. or Miss Robin Constabaris? Why don't you just say Robin Constabaris, Mister McConnell? I was trying to go with some kind of like <laughs> you know, I don't formality. Care. You can say Ms. Miss. I don't. I don't really don't care. Madame. 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 <laughs> Madame Robin. <laughs> So I don't know. Our Lady Robin. <laughs> I'll give a quick intro to the show. Um, we're a new show, but with some old concepts. There used to be a radio show called the Amanatopia Show. Did I pronounce it right? Amanatopia. Amanatopia. I could never get it right. Uh, um, it's those long it's words. It's Greek or something. I read comics, so I don't have to read long words. <laughs> 
that's sarcasm, just in case it's not, you know, equating well enough. Um, so the show used to be by Robin Fisher, and Colin and Robin Kay here were both regular members on the show with putting in their two cents and stuff. And Robin has gone on to Greener Pastures and uh, doing her thing now. And she said, hey, someone else should do a show. And, and I said, hey, Robin should do the show because it's too much work. <laughs> and I will help. And I went, I don't know. I don't know. And then I thought well, about it, and I thought about it, and, and, and Robin K here kept hitting me in the head saying, do it, do it, do it. Well, you also have extensive comics knowledge. I, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna start your inaugural show by outing outing you, um, Robin <laughs> McConnell. Um, if you go to his house, his comic book collection is bound in leatherette. <laughs> He's such a completist, and he has such a vast knowledge of different kinds of comics. He showed me things I didn't even know existed. That just sounds way too uncomfortable, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> my my comics so, bounded warm leatherettes, we should say. Yeah, and uh, so you know, you, you have like such a wide range of knowledge. It was only natural that you take over the show rather than uh, somebody like me who has a very narrow range of interest or a curmudgeon like a curmudgeon. Colin Upton. <laughs> Colin, the curmudgeon oh, no, of his Vancouver lip is trembling. Oh, I'm a I'm a I'm a nice guy. <laughs> you can be a curmudgeon and a nice guy at the same time. Just yesterday, he was threatening to scald me with his hot tea. <laughs> yes, it's true. Well, and, uh, and also, he should have said that about Shaland. He I also just yesterday, Colin was questioning that Chris Ware was actually just one person. I don't think he's human. Yeah, no, no, he, he thinks Chris Ware is one being. Well, is that that a good term? No, it's more like he's cloned. He's cloned. I there's, can't imagine anybody doing that much incredible work. Uh, Seth yeah. said that Chris Ware is the next evolutionary step of man. He's <laughs> like one evolutionary step up than the rest of us. He's definitely an alien. I'm just gonna bring us back a little back to focus here, because it's our first show. I kind of wanted to say where I come from, even though you know, Miss Madame K has outed me as a. <laughs> You know, uh, a comic hoarding geek. <gasps> so it's a good Nothing thing. to be ashamed of. Thing. You yeah. give your comics dignity. You give them dignity. No, you gotta dignity. have you gotta have some cred. Where's your street? Where's your comics well, cred I'm, come from? I was about to say, back when I was a teenager with bad, straggly, curly hair and whatnot, I was working in a small comic store out in Port Moody called Hourglass Comics. Um, for about, I guess, two and a half, three years I worked there. And, uh, you know, eventually puberty ended. And so they, they fire you when, <laughs> when your balls drop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those prerequisites to working in a comic store. Yeah. Um, oh, no. <laughs> um, so I went, you know, I, I still collected. And eventually I purged myself of my comic things, trying to be cool and, you know, pick up girls and... What not? <laughs> that just doesn't and work. And you were like, why aren't more girls like Catwoman? <laughs> why? <laughs> why is it life like in that issue of Superman? Oh, Colin. Colin's making a mess. I want a girlfriend with a magic lasso. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Robin, uh, Madame K will leave you with that. Um, so, you know, I... Uh, 
quit collecting comics for a while, then I started again and uh, joined in on uh, Robin Fisher's show a couple of times, and I liked it. And, you know, I'm a big comic geek, getting to know some of the fellow geeks in town. They may not call themselves that, or I know I know there's this new... Uh, if you follow many comics, there's this whole thing now, and it's been going for about 25 years, but people are, like, constantly saying we're, we're turning comics into, like, an adult form, and, you know, <laughs> maturing comics, and I always find it odd when something like that's been said for so long. It's like... It's, it's, it's true. It's, it's coming true, slowly. slowly. Yeah, yeah it yeah. just, you know, it takes the public a while to catch up. Come on. And there's like the ongoing debate. I was um, last Saturday. I was um, giving, doing a kind of a seminar with a bunch of other comics people, and it was amazing, like how much discussion centered around what to actually call a graphic novel, but no discussion was centered around what to call a graphic novel geek. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray for the geek! Well, oh, we call them ink studs. Isn't aren't isn't geek one of those words that's being reclaimed? You know, like gay or whatever, like queer, like queer. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like we're know. taking the name back, know. and it's good to be a geek. Yeah, it's not its appeal. It I like nerds. You know, nerdular. I remember um, when I realized I was a nerd, and it was like one of those epiphanies that like really opened up new vistas the clouds in my existence. And, uh, yes. Uh, because I'm pretty cool, right? So it was <laughs> oh, like I, I was like sort of this nerd and in cool person's clothing, right? So it was like this whole keep, keep Eureka, Eureka. <laughs> well, Robin used Robin Robin K here used to be a lot cooler when she was like a real artiste. I'm still a real artist. <laughs> it's all downhill from here. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now I, I'm just gonna go over some of the things that. I intend to do over the next while with the show to kind of give like a, a roadmap of some of the things we're going to be doing. One thing uh, we'll have, we're working on a uh, internet proponent to the show, a website, one might call them, on the World Wide Web, on the internet, that new fandangled information superhighway. Um, at this point, we do have something kind of that I haven't actually posted anything on, a live journal. Uh, www. Like a blog? A Ink Studs blog, <laughs> livejournal.com slash users slash Ink Studs. Um, Did you actually, um, for the inaugural show, bring the comic from whence the name Ink Studs is derived? No, because it's so wet out, I didn't want to like be bringing a, a, a pretty soppy soaked wet it's, it's pretty nasty out there in town today if you're in vancouver listening to this it's miserable uh, maybe uh you should tell the peeps where the name inkstead comes from well inkstead mm -hmm. comes from a comic strip by one of my personal faves and i think a fave among the room yeah he's by, definitely my fave by yeah. by a uh very talented but not putting out enough stuff Man, Mr. Daniel Klaus. Oh, how can you say that he's not? I mean, he puts out the what? quality of his stuff. Two years? Well, but it's but worth the wait. And he's writing a movie right now. So that's like a the major movie's project. Written. The movie's written. No, he no They're Art filming. School Confidential is done, but he's now working on another screenplay another that's screenplay? not even based on one of his comics. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Now I just want to yeah. make sure people aren't too removed. You know, I don't want to jump the gun yeah. too much. Say uh, of who Danny Klaus is. The 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 Inkstud 
um, originally appeared in an issue of his great series, Eight Ball, which is still running at 24 issues, 23 issues so far, um, over the last, what, 15 years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. Something like Maybe that. even more, because didn't the first Eight Ball come out in 86, or... No, Lloyd Llewellyn, maybe. Yeah. Maybe Lloyd Llewellyn came out, and that was his series previous to Eight Ball, about a, an urban lounge hipster who, uh... Had a lot of odd situations. Excellent series, but uh, so it basically, I think it's a, it's a comment on the uh, general uns, you know, unstudliness of 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 comics. There, there there doesn't tend to be this thought that most comic guys are, uh, you know. You mean you being ironic? Yeah. Oh damn. I'd just like to seize this opportunity to go on record that I've been objecting to this name um, just just on the grounds that it's a gender-specific name, and comics are traditionally, like, uh, male-dominated. Yeah, so I, for me, it's like I would have preferred a more gender-neutral name because, like, they, there's not even until, like, me and my cheerleading troop coined the phrase ink muffin, there wasn't even a female equivalent to an ink stud. Well, that's too bad. No, <laughs> no, no, you know, ink, ink, th- we had a couple of names going around. One that Colm came up with and then hit his head after naming it. <laughs> Was a uh, pimp my comic? Pimp, pimp my pimp comic. my comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which uh, which uh, Mr. Luke meet the the uh, man behind the a noise show. I like this d- one written down good. here on the CITR roster. Comics are us. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I'm not a department store. <laughs> um. So you know, it's 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 a new name. Maybe it won't fly. Maybe we have some other suggestions. If you do have some neat suggestions or wish it. To agree with Robin K or Robin M and start the, the, the war of the sexes over the name, you can give us a call at 604 822. What's the rest of it? I can't remember. It's UBC CITR. Oh, I, I can go grab it. But um, I'd also like to point out oh, that here we if, go. if. Eight two, hold oh, on, 822-2487. Okay. That's 604. Yes. And you can call in any um, But if you are listening to the show and you're learning about comics, I guess that makes you an ink student. Oh, I, I see uh, Robin Scott, one of my favorite CDs in his hands, and maybe that means he's planning on playing a song from a local band who I'm quite partial to, Fat Tank, and they have a huge repertoire of music, uh, of only which a very little bit is recorded, to my knowledge. Oh no, but I've played that CD in here before. I'm sorry, Fat Tank, but your disc is in error, according to the we'll equipment here, the thing. brand new equipment in this brand new CITR studio. It's a filthy disc. Yeah. Oh. Maybe you're like Pigpen Dirty Bird. You just have like dust <laughs> coming off of you. <laughs> which, which actually segues quite well into um, an upcoming interview uh, that we have on the show. Speaking of Pigpen, the designer of the Peanuts cover um, of the series of Peanuts reprints, the complete Peanuts by Mr. Schultz. Seth was in town yesterday doing a interview and signing at 
Um, Sophia's. Sophia's books at 450 West Hastings. Hastings. They have a lot of graphic. I was surprised. I didn't think they had some they graphic have, novels. Uh, they have, like, huge selection. The but, the guy, uh, Sean Cranberry, that was the buyer for Virgin Mega Stores is now at Sophia Books. So he's been, like, really expanding their graphic novel section. It's crazy. It's crazy. And even yeah. though uh, Sophia's is a foreign language bookstore, the... Uh, with uh, French and Japanese mostly, but the graphic novels, I should point out, they, they do have a large selection in English. Yeah, they have French, uh, manga, and English. Okay. Yes. Now, I'm just going to bring us back to Mr. Seth. Um, <laughs> Ontario's, Guelph, Ontario's own Mr. Uh, Gregory Gallant did a wonderful interview with Colin and myself yesterday in the morning. I made Colin get out of bed before noon. Oh. Tragedy. He had to get up. It's a tragedy. Um, but we had. Hey. We will be playing the interview probably, I think, on the twenty fourth because he has a new book out coming out called Wimbledon Green, which is excellent. You know, it's a. It excellent. really like. I mean, he was going on about oh, it's for my sketchbook and. Yeah, he downplays I guess, like, it. Like you know, while well, he was just sort of um all angsty about the quality of the drawings, and I mean, I guess like if you see the lettering and stuff, you can sort of tell it's not as finished as his other stuff in but, Palookaville. Yeah, yeah, in Palookaville, but uh, it's really like well done. Like for sketchbook stuff, it's like pretty tight and clean. And one aspect I should point out about the the website is that we're hoping at last that we can show you the the work that we're talking about. So if you go, if during the program you go to the website, we will have posted links and perhaps some of the artwork of by the people we're talking about. But I'm a little slow on having on it started yet. Oh. Um, well, that's also, the plan. Wouldn't there that's be the like plan. copyright issues with no, that? No, not, not yeah. for review materials. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, we're not going to be posting all 128 pages of uh, Wimbledon Green. <laughs> Not yet, anyway. That's a lot more work than I am willing to put in. But it's excellent stuff. Um, take a listen to the interview. It's going to be on the 24th of November, I'm hoping, um, to coincide with the release of the book. I figure why I put on the interview if you can't see the book. You can't go to the store. Um, and I'll give Drawing Quarterly some time to kind of put the word out and stuff. Seth's like a really articulate, interesting talker, too. Yeah. He's, he's a thinking man. Very serious what, about what person, he does. One person pointed out, said, like, he kind of dresses like Crumb, but not creepy. And I was like, I was thinking it more like, he kind of dresses like Burroughs, William S. Burroughs. Robert Crumb kind of more dresses like someone who found all his stuff at the uh, at the local thrift store. And it kind of... Well, that, he did, where, he, he, that's he where Seth bought his clothes. clothes. Yeah, but and, Seth has his style. You know, yeah. he, he's, he's got it down. Robert Crumb's more just like, this fits, that's... Great. He's oh, got that nostalgic then, thing going. Yeah, yeah and it, it's the more than nostalgic. In the pocket, it's it's nostalgic, but it's put together quite nicely. It's 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 uh you know it's a rare occurrence where someone in the comics community has style. Uh, uh, to me, <laughs> to me he, me, he looks like <laughs> to me he looks like uh, I don't know a reporter from one of those old black and white movies who's just done an all nighter on a crime uh, spree. I can see that. Um, now, okay, I'm gonna play that song. What was it you're saying? It's called. Uh, which one are you playing? Track three. Uh, it's written three. down on that piece of paper. Every man by Fat Fat Tank. Fat Tank. Fat Tank with, with the, the pH, pH balance. Yeah. pH balance. Word. <laughs> West Coast.
from the CITR 101.9. J. Travanti from the Briefs, and you are listening to CITR 101.9 FM, and that's in Vancouver, BC, and I'm working on my, 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 my stuttering problem. Thank you. 
You are listening to CITR 101.9. This is the Ink Stud Show with much contention in the room over the name. <laughs> yes, we argued vehemently all throughout the music break. I actually got hit really hard. Colin's got these little, he, little he Playmobil it, toes. He loved it. Don't tell Katie. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. No, what really happened was I said there should be a zine corner moment called Zinester Keensters where we talk about zines. And I think that's a great thing. Um, (laughs) We want to do it like a lot of different types of representation with the show. Like one big thing for me um, is getting into a lot more local art stuff. I think there's a lot of really talented people in town. So it's not just going to be comics. It's not just going to be talking about Batman, Superman, and... Buddy Bradley. Um, it's going to be a lot of different stuff. Um, zines, art, um, comics. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of wide range yeah. of topics. A, a wide, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Geek culture in, in general. And, you know, Colin's got toys he's playing with, so maybe some toys. He's doing odd stuff with those toys, too. I'm a little uncomfortable in the room with him. He has some minifigs there that look like fantasy minifigs. What have you got there, Colin? Um, Playmobil. Playmobil. Yeah. But those are, do you know those are called minifigs? No. Except uh, I think the, those are the ones that have the round peg bottoms, and the one you're playing with has legs. Uh, minifigs, is, I, I've never heard of those. those that are sounds the, like food. No, it's short for mini figurines. Ah, but those are I, I know that, They're not mini I, for anything. I know They're that from feel. reading uh, uh, Doug Copeland. Oh, yeah. oh, well yeah. then, it must be true because Doug Copeland said it. I think he makes up shit. <laughs> hey, uh, there's I some. Think he makes there's up some. Stuff, you know? There's some comicsy news. Comic Terminal City has ceased publication. What? Yes, yeah. uh, last Again? week was their last. Yes, I know it's happened many time times. Five, six, seven. But it's a bit, bit of a tragedy for the many cartoonists so that were being now. published in Terminal City. Yeah. So is there any place that local cartoonists can go to be published? <sighs> Georgia Strait, I guess, is the last standing publisher of... Yay. Local comics, and as far as I know, they only have two local comics. So no, Van Strelin's local, so they have three. They've got Way Off Main, uh, Tar Paper Town, and Van Strelin. Hmm. Um, that's sad. Yeah, as, as, as a segue, we are planning uh, Mr. Joseph Bergen, the man behind many, 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 many covers recently for Terminal City. Um, he's going to come on the show sometime for an interview. Well, I guess he's, he's a brilliant, brilliant. He's one of my favorite local guys right now. Like that boy, just like he puts his pen on a paper and it's like it's magic. magic, magic. <laughs> Yay, Joseph! Oh, oh sorry, I, Joseph you know Bergen the oh, third. I, I'm I'm going to be in big trouble unless I mention that Discorder also has local cartoonists. CITR's own Discorder peeps. It's all in trouble, Robin. <laughs> I know it's my it's my job to get everybody in trouble. But but to se- to segue into another thing, um, that that just means you know even more importance in kind of going out to the local comic conventions and checking out some of the 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 local guys that are doing stuff. There is some really neat stuff coming out right now. Um, there is a comic convention coming up on the twenty third, I think it is, 
20th, 23rd, I can't remember, with L. Feldstein, who... Uh, Robin's telling me to look it up. The thing I'm like up. pointing at the computer, the oh, internet enabled the world online web. computer. Uh, who cares? It's on a Sunday. It's on a Sunday. At the Heritage Hall. At Heritage Hall. And Al Feldstein, yeah. the man behind Mad Magazine. Uh, what, what was it? A whole bunch of EC stuff. Really like one of those guys whose history goes way back and tons of neat stuff. Really struggling back and going to that. And checking out also some of the local kids doing stuff. Should I say kids? That's a little derogatory. Local peeps. Um, Robin Bougie will, of course, be there. Uh, he's going to come on the show sometime. Uh, the man who does the show, um, the the Comic-Con, Mr. Leonard Wong, sometime I will be sitting down with him and having a conversation with him, and we'll be airing that on the show. He unfortunately doesn't have time to make it out here during the day, so it'll be pre-recorded, so you won't be able to call in and ask questions. But if you would like to call in now and ask questions, Robin K is standing right next to the phone. That's right, and I'm I can answer all your questions. Just I may not tough. be answering them correctly, but I will answer all of them. <sighs> um, some other people coming on in the next, you know, who knows when. Um, Ed Brisson, who recently put out an anthology of stuff out of his own money called You Ain't No Dancer, which is a what lovely... Did you, did you like that? Did you like You Ain't No Dancer? I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. There's yeah. some really neat stuff, you know. He's got some some names in there, and he's got some unknowns. He, he's, you know, I respect it. He's putting out his own buck for it. Um, I'm still wondering what Colin's doing there with the Playmobil. It looks like the wolf is doing something nasty with the guy. Colin, radio doesn't have any visuals. Yeah. I really want to stay away from his war games. <laughs> um, James Lloyd, at some point, I'll be meeting up with him. Uh, James Lloyd... Yeah, the the the, the mystery man. man, mystery man, brilliant stuff though. Like his, mm-hmm. J- I really highly recommend going to the con just to buy any issue of James Lloyd's fun stuff. Yeah, I like hilarious. his. I like his solo stuff. You it's should hilarious. mention uh, James Lloyd currently his main gig is writing or er, drawing for Fu- Bongo Comics. Yeah, Futurama, Futurama is his. Thing and, of choice. Uh, but when he does his own stuff, his uh, solo stuff, his one-man show, he's done some really awesome work in the past. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, road trips. That was uh, the trip or the trip. Yeah. I actually found the trip to be a little difficult to read because the layout was kind of confusing. But the stuff that he did after that. I really, really enjoyed. I like his like little short filler stories. They're always really good. Um, I'm just gonna read out here who's coming to the con. So we got Al Feldstein, uh, Michael Gagnon, or is that Michel Gagnon? I don't know him. Uh, what does it say that he he does? Creator there. of Insanely Twisted Rabbits, Freaky Fauna from A to Z, A Search for Meaning and Zed, uh, James Lloyd. Penciler of Futurama Comics and Bart Simpson's Treehouse of Horror. Ah, uh, Treehouse of Horror, which is awesome, on this Sunday. Awesome this Sunday. But the comic book issues—they always get all these guest artists that are allowed to like out. draw their own in their own style. So it's like this sort of Simpsons uh, cartoonist crossover thing. <laughs> I love those. Um, Steve Rolston. Um, he did, uh, let's see, One Bad Day. That's his personal thing. He also does a lot of work on Greg Rucka's Queen and Country, 
uh, Pounded and Mech. Uh, Kelly Everhart, who does uh, Trilogy of Terror and does a bunch of like neat little uh, kind of, I guess, like uh, sketchbooks. Or not sketchbooks, just books of him drawing girls. <laughs> um, Robin, Robin. Robin Thompson. Robin. Robin Thompson. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I thought it would be funny to say Robin a whole bunch of times. Right there. Well, I'm glad someone found that funny, Robin. Um, who, who I, I, I promise I have on the show at some point. He, he's been doing his thing for quite some time. Champions of Hell and a bunch of other stuff. Let's see. Ken Bosom. Vern Andrew, uh, Robin Bougie, who they oddly enough do not you, on the Robin, Leonard Cohen's website. You can, Robin. you can get links to people's personal websites, but there's no link for Robin Bougie's. And he probably does because have, it's filthy. He does have his own He's web got page. Like two or three. Yeah. Um, Ed Brisson, uh, Owen Plummer, Sarah Haxby, and the Radar Friends. Radar Friends are, I think that is that the group of girls that do like these really neat little like minis. I have no idea. Could you, be, do you know Colin? Be. Quiet no. in the corner, Colin. I I don't know. Yeah. When I don't know something, I generally stay quiet. Colin. You are the you notice Colin's been really quiet for quite a while now. I oh, don't I like to interrupt. <laughs> I, I forgot to mention the, the the other song we played. We we played that one, the fat the fat tank, and followed by that, this is the station ID and. Uh, track off sex, uh, instrumental, uh, being ridden, the instrumental album. The second track off that, the Wayback Machine instrumental. Uh, I saw him play at Sonar years ago, and it was like, it was fun. It was white boy rapping, and he stripped down to his tidy whities. Ooh. It was very, it was good. He put on a great show. Um, I don't know if it's I'd It's always want... better when they're in their underwear. Yeah, he just let his laptop run and, uh, danced around and kind of did like a white boy hip hop Iggy Pop. I don't know. It was something. It was good. I recommend checking him out if he comes back to town uh, soon. But sexy ex. Um, up now. I'm just gonna play another track so I can breathe. Robin, yeah. before you do that, oh, what do you um, want? can we talk about a little bit more about the Vancouver Comic Con? Because I want to tell people. Oh, it's at the Heritage Hall on 15th Robin, Robin, Robin. and Main, from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. And that's Sunday, November the 20th. There we go. Yeah. Go, go, go. Yeah. It, it, it should be good. Really, like, go go give L. Feldstein his props. The man who uh, made Mad Magazine what it was when we read in the 80s and 70s and 60s. Bring in your old... Did he do any, like, Fault of Horror? And Oh, yeah. He was a big EC Mad guy, Magazine, yeah. Tales from the Crypt, Weird Science, Weird Fantasy, Vault of, to- oh, Vault of Fear. How old is he? 79. Wow. Yeah, so yeah. go... I hope go. he's not listening. Give him your props, you know. <laughs> Don't give him your cold germs. No, but do bring oh, your man. old issues of EC Comics. Yeah, for, any of your reprints them. or whatever. Bring them. Yeah. Show, show show the men respect and and thanks to Leonard to like getting something really really interesting and unusual up here you know yeah, it's that's it's not pretty exciting. it's, it's not yeah. like the guy who draws the current run of Batman you know it's Kate Colin no more toys for you he keeps throwing things uh-huh and I have to pick it up off the floor okay I'm gonna play Lady <laughs> Tron's um let's see which track I'm gonna play I think I'm gonna play the second play, one. Play track random. That's no, always my no. favorite There's song. Some random. Bad tracks on this. Yeah. This is off Lady Tron's most recent album, The Witching Hour, on Ryko Records. Oh wow, they're in Ryko now. They used to be on Emperor Norton out of uh, San Francisco, but now they're like got the whole Ryko disc uh, green cover. 
don't know what I think about that. Um, so I'm going to play track two, as long as it queues up. Queue up, damn you. Okay, there we go. Track two, destroy everything you touch. CITR 101.9.
And you're listening to CITR 101.9 FM. This is Ink Studs, an ink muffin. <laughs> and you're the ink students. The ink students. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we were just talking about the show and, like, some upcoming stuff that we plan on doing with it and stuff. Um, this is CITR 101.9 at UBC in Don't Vancouver. forget, it's on the FM frequency. www.citr.ca on the World Wide Web. You can listen to it online. On the www.frequency. On the information superhighway. <laughs> Booyah! Um, there we are... We're talking about, uh... What is the pictographic, gra- pictographic narratives? Yeah, comics. <laughs> um, <laughs> there is some really recent stuff that's come out that I want to push, like a crack dealer, you know. No, that's not the right term to use it. Push it, just push it good, you know. This is like some really great stuff. Uh, to push it like a bully in the playground. Like a bully on the... (laughs) (laughs) Push it like salt and pepper. (laughs) Um, Recently, like I said, the Wimbledon Green book um, isn't out yet, but that is coming out, and I really strongly recommend picking that when it is out. It is Um, available at Sophia Books. Yeah, but no little comic stores have it, so I'm trying to... Oh, I see. Sorry, sorry, little comic stores. But I'm sure when it does come out, it will be available at RX Comics, Lucky's Comics, Comic Shop, Golden Age Comics, Hourglass Comics. Where's Hourglass Comics? Pomo. Is still there? (laughs) That's the one where I used to work at. Wow. Hi, Sean. Hi, Simon. Uh, The new Acme book. This huge tome of goodness. Uh, Acme and Avi Library were talking about Chris Ware earlier, and he just uh, put out a reprint of his joke books and his smaller Acme books, um, done in, like, huge, like, ten times the size page, you know. It's incredible, this book. Uh, With six different wraparound yeah. ribbons yeah. for the completists to make the completists insane. And there are, there are yeah. Chris Ware completists who, like, fanatically have to get everything. everything yeah. Um it's beautiful. Um I I was like recommending to people and they're like, I don't know, man, I already have these and then I'm like, read it. And they read it and one person I know who's fanatically against it. I mentioned it and this person was not going to get it because it's a reprint and already had the issues was then flogging it on other people as a you must pick this up. <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's got a glow in the dark page. Oh, like a whole oh. Chris Ware constellation. Did you pick it up? No, I haven't even seen it. Yet. Oh, they have it. I haven't even. It's seen available it. at the finer comic stores in this city. I know RX has it. I'm pretty sure Lucky's will have it. The other comic stores, maybe. Uh, oh yeah, the Comic Emporium will get Wimbledon Green when it comes out. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know the Emporium has the uh, the the new Acme book, but it's beautiful. It's like thirty something. I don't know. Yeah, something. that seems like awfully inexpensive for a Chris Ware uh, collection. You well, know? I guess you know yeah. most of his stuff is actually decently priced, except for that damn sketchbook he put out, oh, yeah, which was yeah. like sixty dollars. Luckily, I found it used, so I was. So he didn't get any. He didn't get anything for it. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, my heart bleeds. Yeah, I think you've supported Quiz Square quite well. Actually, I think about all this stuff used except for this latest book. <laughs> oh. It's kind of unfortunate that uh, I've noticed that 
In recent years, I'm buying less and less of the comic books and more and more of the graphic novels, which in a way is good. Because, you know, the graphic novels look better, but in a way it's bad because they're expensive. Well, but if you're buying a graphic novel in the single-issue comic form, in the end, you'll spend more than if you just buy the graphic novel book, yeah. right? But you'll also get a different style read, because instead of getting one chapter every eight months or every year, you're going to get, like, the whole story in one go, right? Um, Plus, you won't get the filler stories, yeah. if any. Um, a, a good example of a new collection, which I'm not going to pick up because I have the the individuals, but if you don't have the individuals, you must pick it up. It's uh, Charles Burns' Black Hole has been collected at a oh, cheap, wow. cheap... I spent like $7 an issue on this 12-issue series. One of the best comics ever. It's beautifully printed. The series ever. is all on really nice glossy paper, and it's all really well done. So that's but be- it's a beauty. The yeah. the the, re- the the collections, a nice hardcover edition, and go out and buy it is so good. How much is it? Thirty two, I think. I don't know if I'm supposed to actually Does say. Does look like the comic there. book price guide to you? Come on, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were just saying about how you spent seven dollars an issue. Yeah, but I didn't buy it because I already had them. But and probably his, bound in beautiful leatherette, be yes. Warm leatherette. Yes. My, i got to have my normals in there somewhere. Um, well, I'm actually probably going to get bound, because I have a two uh, other separate issues he did of uh, the big baby in color. So. Yes, I have those also, Curse of the Mall Man yeah. and the Blood Club. And there's supposed to be a third one, the Teen Plague, but that never came oh, out in a separate issue. Really? Because that, that was in Raw. That was in Raw yeah. and was reprinted in the big baby, big hardcover book. Oh, so I just have I've never seen that. Although I do have Hard Boiled Defective, El Borba. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, that was it. Came out originally as Hard Boiled Defective, and then the reprints are called El Borba. There's and then there was that one that had Marriage Made in Hard Hell. Skin. Yeah, that one's or excellent. Skin deep. Skin deep. That's it. Yeah. Uh, just just so people, Colin, stop it. Colin's playing with toys. It's well, like he's we brought, a geek. It's like we brought someone's kid in here and he's like the only way he'll come is if he has his Playmobil toys to play with um, <laughs> did you just pick those up downstairs like you still have the receipt and the bag and everything he's probably going to try and write it off too as, a, as an expense <laughs> that, that may be a comic expense it may be I don't know if he can write off your, your action figures AI, aka dolls I've seen I've, your taxes. I've, I've seen uh, comic artists make sure to get receipts when they get toys. Well, maybe if they're drawing like their own version of that thing, they can yeah, use no, the action figure as a it. model, right? Yeah, sure. And those yeah, unlike sure. those um, corporate tax people that never abuse their yeah, tax I really need to learn how to abuse. I it. wrote a poem about a Playmobil Viking. To called Ode to a Playmobil Viking. Could you recite that? Oh, poem I don't remember us? it off the top of my head, but just to show you that these are not just toys, they're tools of inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Thank you, Colin. So there. I think maybe the show should be called Comics or Us. <laughs> Can stop by Toys or Us for your inspiration. Although, when no, you don't carry you know Playmobil. Do you know, no, once Ian Boothby in the discount aisle of Toys or Us bought me an action figure of Flaming Carrot. Really? Yes, and it had like this little acrylic top that lit up with a little red light bulb in it for the flame. And he had a stink bomb and a little gun that you could like take out of his hand if you wanted. It's pretty special. Wow. Oh. Uh, Just uh, let you know the next show uh, coming on about four or five minutes, two different times here on clocks, maybe. Yep. Two different times. Um, the man who has two watches never knows what time it is. <laughs> um, Rhymes and Reasons is up next with some, I guess, hippity hop. A hoppity hip. I think they're like mixing right on air there. And they bring in their own turntables. And Records. Stuff. Yeah. Records. Vinyl. Records. Yeah. Wax. Yeah. Peeling the wax. Oh, oh, Ooh, a oh. call. Okay. I don't think it's supposed to make a sound. I think the light's supposed to flash. Yeah, the light's not oh, flashing. Stopped, though. It stopped ringing. Stopped, yeah. Thank you, Guess uh, they, caller. They got all scared. Ooh, I made a sound. Uh-oh. I don't want to be on the air. Ruff and Kay's going to yell at me for making a sound. <laughs> God, you make me sound so mean and evil, well, Robin I, M. Robin K, uh, she releases her own mini-comics, and I recently picked up uh, Johnny Speed Pants. Ah, uh, my, com- uh, my collaboration with Ian Boothby. With, with the previous mention, Mr. Yes, Boothby. Yes. And I noticed in the back of it, you're pretty mean to him. <laughs> he just made that up, though. That didn't really happen. And then I said, oh, you make me look so mean. So he wrote, don't hit me. <laughs> He's a funny guy, you yeah. know? If if you're into like Ian Boothby's sense of humor, you should catch his improv show at the Urban Well every Monday night. It's not just him; it's him and a bunch of other improvisers. Maybe you should mention what Ian Boothby actually. Oh yeah, Ian Boothby. Yeah, <laughs> Ian Boothby uh, writes is actually the main writer for Bongo Comics, which is Simpson Comics, as well as many other things. Uh, Bongo. Local comedian. Uh, he's, he's had like several of his own shows. He used to have a mini yeah. comic called yeah. I, which I have uh, recently picked up a bunch of them. I really liked I. Yeah, I liked I it too. when when it was getting printed as like a weekly in Terminal City. I found it a little difficult to follow, but when I got like the whole. Um, co- like when I got it in its collected form, it was like a really. You know, resoundingly good read. So anyway, you can catch his show at the Urban Well on Monday nights. Urban if improv. If you like funny things. If you like if you don't funny like guys. Funny, things, funny guys don't that make me look mean like Robin McConnell. It's not my <laughs> fault. You just do it to yourself, lady. <laughs> oh. that mean, evil laugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, Colin... Uh, the other part of the show, I guess we should mention what we all do. So Robin K does mini comic. Well, I, I don't, don't do I don't, anything. I don't really do a mini comic. I only put those together to justify being in the zine fairs. But you she know, she just wanted to be cool. I do a weekly comic <laughs> called Clip and Save. Comic, Clip and Save, that which one. is a funny, funny comic. Yeah. If you like funny things. Um, and you're also working on Teen Jesus, is yeah, it? Yeah, the graphic novel with Richard Side, another uh, local brilliant talent. 
the the epic graphic novel. Uh, currently, you can see parts of it, or maybe just separate stories altogether of Teen Jesus in the latest Trippy Town. That yeah, fair? that's yeah. right. Yeah, uh, cha- the first chapter was in uh, the late, the most recent Drippy Town, and uh, it's probably well, it's a little premature to talk about the other places it may be published soon in the future. And Mr. Colin Upton here, the the quiet voice of the show, who got scolded previously. <laughs> we've, we've both been scolded. Yeah, you've both been scolded. <laughs> I'm, I'm, the, I'm the totalitarian radio DJ. They're both. They're they're gonna start their own uh, communist faction against me and like you know, sort of class war over comics and <laughs> the radio. But then we'll never be able to make any progress because we'll have too much in fighting. <laughs> uh, Colin is a pretty accomplished himself with a fair body of work. Um, Colin Upton's big thing. Colin Upton's big black thing. Um, Colin Upton's boot on the road. Colin Upton's not quite as big big thing. Oh, I haven't seen that. What's it's, it he hasn't done it yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the never to be finished. Collins. He'll he'll it'll be his like eyes wide shut. <laughs> Someone else will finish it for him. Just think of me as the Grandpa Simpson of the Vancouver small press comic scene. If you go to any <laughs> z- scene or Comic Con convention where Colin is one of In the attendance. exhibitors. Um, You'll see he has quite a massive body of work, huge amount of mini comics, and uh, published yeah, there's a couple comics. There. Yeah, it's a lot. About eighty. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. And just for the record, I do not do comics. I do not make comics. I do not write comics. But you collect comics. But I collect comics. I don't and want to bind them in your warm leather out. I, I, want, I just want to make sure I make that difference, because there is a lot of really talented Robins in town that do stuff. I don't do nothing. Well, now you do a radio show. I do a radio show. And yes. you're sort of a an unpublished uh, comics critic. Unpublished comics critic. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll see me in the comic show going, That sucked! <laughs> yeah, no. And, and then I'll start getting death threats from comic artists and stuff, because I'm mean... Then you'll open a bookstore. So if you like that sort of thing, tune in every week. Every two o'clock. You like mean, mean comic collectors. <laughs> that wasn't very good. <laughs> I didn't like that one either. But this one, it made me laugh. <laughs> uh, a couple other quick things that have come out recently, which I have to say are excellent, is Alan Moore's latest uh, book, uh, Top Ten, with wonderful artwork. Or not Top Ten, uh... The 49ers with artwork by Gene Ha, and it's uh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful stuff. Um, I'm hoping to have him on the show sometime. He was at a con recently and uh, said that he would love to come on the show and be interviewed. <gasps> oh, that would be quite a... But it'll be over the phone. No. Oh. So Colin's got to read his comics and uh, get caught up. And if Colin doesn't read them, they'll get passed on so someone else can read them. I have a certain time for him. Before I snap, he rules his comic show with my an kingdom. iron fist. Yeah, my kingdom of <laughs> comics. Uh, now we're gonna finish off. Uh, Colin Upton wanted me to play the Joe Jackson Band uh, live album Afterlife. The song is "The Awkward Age." This was Ink Studs. Um, I hope you had fun. I've had fun. Have you had fun? <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks. <laughs> no, I had a great time. It's great to be back. <laughs>
I'll get back to you on that. Yeah. They're already exchanging red cards and you know looking at their little red book and we have like this little logo that's like you know an ink an ink well and a and a brush and a kalishnikov <laughs> have a good day everyone and up next rhymes and reasons bye-bye this is called awkward age